Hello, Next Issue listeners. This is Daniel. Uh, just a quick announcement before we get to the main episode. You can come join us on Sunday, August 11th at the Dallas Comics Show in Louisville. Uh, we will be hanging out at the Who Needs Sleep booth. Uh, so check out their website for more details or hit us up on Twitter at uh, Next Issue Pod. Thank you. See you there. Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. King. No, yeah, King. 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 So, right. um, so, yeah, we... And he's I mean, just hanging out with Ava DuVernay doing a movie. Yeah, right. That's, <laughs> that's my new favorite dynamic duo. Is this Ava? Two? Yeah. yeah, Ava and Tom King. Like, <laughs> wow, yeah, give me more. Like, what are you guys doing? Just let me in. And he's always wearing the Dark Side is shirt, which is like, where do I get that? Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. Um, but we can, we can start talking. I have a list. Of the winners, I don't have a list yeah, of Yeah, let's kind of go through some Comic-Con, and um, then that'll break down into, like, yeah. and then we can we see talk about. And, what and we'll, do, we'll, do, we'll have a tangent. Yeah, or probably. Or three. You most. never know, you know. Only three? You're going to limit us to three? We, we record this podcast a quarter mile at a time, all right? <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm just excited. Next week, Hobbs and Shaw. Yes. What day are you going? Uh, probably Friday. We're, going, we're, we're probably going Friday, too. Yeah. I don't think I can wait that many days after. I might go by myself Thursday night with the hardcore fans and then go again yeah. Friday with it, Shelby. The only thing is that it's, it's month end at work, <laughs> so that it always limits my choices or we might get out a little yeah, later. Yeah. Well, that's when, like, work really kicks in mm-hmm. for an accountant. What but, is work? Uh, <laughs> oof, mm-hmm. No idea. Work is... Work is. Uh, work, work is. Work is a pain. <laughs> work is. We got to. All right. Uh, so we have uh, best. Uh, oh, I guess real quick, if anybody doesn't know, the Eisners are like the awards for comic books. Uh, they take play. They take place in San Diego Comic Con. Uh, I think. It's hey, just, has anyone ever been? No, no, I've always wanted to go. No. I'm the only one who's been. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, how cool! When did you go? Uh, 1997. Oh wow. Yeah, and uh, because. Man, and so here... Back when San Diego Comic-Con was about comic books? Exactly. Well, yeah, that's exactly. the thing. Exactly. So. Uh, because I, I remember them talking about, like, you know, the dress code and everything. So I was like, I suited up. Yeah, most overdressed person at that thing. So I, I think one of the one of the f- coolest things was a lot of the creators were tweeting out, like, now I got to go buy a shirt or, like, I got to go find a tie. Like, <laughs> or... I haven't worn a tie in weeks or whatever, like you know, because they're going to the right. Eisner, so they right. want to look good. Um, and then you know, all the like they're just posting like my Eisner outfit and stuff like that, which is like, yeah, this is like the Oscars. Why is nobody, you know, like there was the red carpet interview and all that stuff. I, I because, would love it to be televised. Because the way that the, yeah, the, the whole cool. ceremony is yeah. is it's just another panel. So 
you have people that are part of the industry and there's a whole celebrity uh you know gathering and then there are fans in the back standing in the aisles Does anybody, with their, with a pre- anybody with a pass is welcome to come to the eyes oh yeah. they are see that's so you can cool just, i'm yeah, glad so you, to hear that yeah but then you have like you know I got my four kids in a stroller and a backpack and a screaming child, and I don't know where my wife is, but I got to see these Eisners. Come on, kids. You know, it's just, it, it, can they there's have, no control. Can they have, like, a bouncer at the door that if you don't know what Eisner refers to, you don't get in? Uh, then I half mean, that comic. Is that elitist? I'm elitist. I'm sorry. He, so. <laughs> you're gatekeeping over here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Josh, comics are for everyone. No, 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 no. <laughs> I agree, but. Eisners are for special people. Yeah, that's that's yeah. true. Yeah. I think that's kind of the whole concept of the thing, right? I don't watch the Oscars most of the time because I go, I don't know any of these fucking films. I mean, most of the time. Why don't you, though? Yeah, because right. I don't care. I mean, we, well, but that's the thing. We make kind of an effort to go out and read some of these things that, yeah. that oh, are nominated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Going closer to the Oscars, I do make an effort to at least watch the things that are nominated for well, best I, movies. I, I will say that, I guess, starting around October, I end up going to Angelica more than I go to the Alamo Draft House. Because I want to see these movies. Yeah. I, I will tell um, you the one I chased down to see after it won was The Room. Mm-hmm. And it was so tough to watch that it's, it's hard. that's, it's that's most watch. of what the Oscars are. I mean, like, great, independent, successful uh, storytelling films that get best picture are usually the sad, most depressing things in the world. But they're great stories. But though. they're great stories. And that's, I think, a but lot But do we need to drag our lives through that to get to it and go, oh, well, they did well. But I would argue that's what makes the Eisners more successful. Like you were saying, the Oscar seems to, and the committee that chooses him, seems to be in this realm of what we are going to promote is art. Yes. What the Eisners does very well is it recognizes that you can have art that is both populist and difficult. And it rewards all those things. I've also always, you know, as a... In academic, I've always liked the fact that the Eisners also will have awards for scholars. Yes. Um, so I mean, it's 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 a really I think welcoming way to approach awarding work in the comics field because it is you know uh, we were saying earlier Tom King. Yeah. What, what all did he win? So, oh God! Yeah, he we won. can start going through these. Yeah. Um, so we have best short story uh, that was a uh, talk to the saint talk of the talk of all saints. By Tom King and Jason Fabok in the Swamp Thing Winter Special. So it was one of the stories. And so good. Yeah. And that was really one of the surprises because I've been buying up their anthology books. They put them out like once a quarter. Totally worth buying because you may not like one story, mm-hmm. but the next story may win an Eisner. Yeah. Uh, best single issue or one shot. And I think uh, somebody recommended this. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man mm-hmm. number three, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Chips Chips yeah. It's Which, in my my queue now to read. So okay, we need to move it up. All right, <laughs> I will. I, if 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 I hadn't spent yesterday reading the final League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which I'll talk about later, oh. I was that was next to read. I so. do want to hear that because some news came out of that. Yeah. Right? Uh huh. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, best continuing series, Giant Days by John Allison, Max Aaron, and. Julia Madrigal from Boombox. Uh, I love Giant Days. Is that, just, is that on our comic read list? It. It's. N- I, I thought we were having. It okay. No, so that one. Like to like to read for the club. Yeah. I feel like it's been mentioned. You may have mentioned. Yeah. It so actually. we brought it up, but only because it's a. Uh, so that's the slice of life type of uh, comic here, and it's something that you want to go in and read to kind of like get away from all the capes and all the. 
and all the sadness in the world too because it it's a very charming book uh it's about three women that are in university which for a little while i didn't know this took place in uh the uk oh really until like i saw yeah i saw you use the uk phrasing for university oh Uh, that's that yeah yeah, exactly when when they kept saying that i was like oh this is not college they're not in america (laughs) um these foreign folk yeah so but it's, it's really nice i think uh, the thing I love is that everyone, like, you always find which one of the three main characters is, like, most relates to you, and you mm. kind of watch them grow. So it's it's almost over. I think it ends at 54 soon. It ends pretty soon. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, so it's it's something really nice to pick up, I think. Uh, best limited series, uh, no surprise, Mr. Miracle by Tom King and Mitch oh, Gerards. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, So I had asked Shelby to get me the hardback because I got I got all the issues. This is going to be one of those that I'm going to have digitally. I'm going to have physically singles, and I'm going to have a hardback. And she goes, "Oh, I haven't even seen one come through. All the hardbacks are comic book store exclusives. Really? And and kudos to DC for that. Yeah. Because honestly, I you know if I see a book, sometimes I'll just go to Amazon and get it two days later. Right. Uh, now I'm go, gonna yeah, go support if, my shop and ask them to order it. If you didn't pre-order it, I think it's like you have to wait till they put some more out and stuff. Yeah, that um, is good though because the uh, I've noticed in the uh, RPG community they do that a lot as well. Yeah, um, Dungeons and Dragons uh, does a good thing where they will release a new book, but only the game shops will get the exclusive covers. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's just a good way of supporting yeah. the industry and the shops that help sell you so yeah that is good how for many, DC. how many variant covers did you guys see for uh the x book this week i saw online <laughs> i saw eight in my store there's there was nine total i think wow yeah did there, you get all nine i only got four <laughs> whoa no i only got three what Does are you are you slacking man? okay does a blank one count i don't know blank one counts so yes. i <laughs> the thing is I, so i went to sanctuary shout out um and <laughs> Sean, the owner, he pulled all of them for me. He's like, here you go. Pick what you want. Whatever you don't want, put it back. It'll go. It'll sell because it's like X-Men and variants. Uh, and I was sitting there. I sat there. I read the book because I, I couldn't wait. I just I got there. I got to my comic I shop. I read it. Uh, yeah, we can talk a little bit about House of X without spoilers. Uh, it was so good. <sighs> yeah. I mean, it. There, it had a different tone that I've that I haven't had in the next book in a long time. Here's here's my, my main takeaway was this, and I know Marvel's main objective was probably to bring in new people or bring people back to the X-Men. So they put out so much work into every aspect of the... <laughs> sorry, I hear. Uh, Clay just failed drinking Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I have a drinking problem. <laughs> it, but it's not what you think, though. Um, so, yeah... Hickman and the team and everybody at Marvel and I wish they would give us a little bit more credit as to who came up with all the graphic designs. Because yeah. The book com- has a lot of uh, like a, it comes with a glossary and maps mm. and like, uh, like a code. A code. Yeah. Just all these things that really not only help build the world out but if you're a new person uh, and you don't know who like Krakoa is like there's a, a, it's in the glossary who Krakoa is and why like they're doing what they're doing right. Uh, so it, it's really interesting that if you've been an X-Men fan for a long time, you'll appreciate all those details. If you're somebody coming in new into the book, which I talked to a few people that they haven't read X-Men for a while, and 
they told me like this feels like I can get into yeah, yeah. I can that's, get into that's what I was gonna ask because, I can get into yeah. it because I don't need twenty years of backstory. Oh god, even more. I don't yeah. The thing I if I could sell this book in any way, it's hope. There did you get that sense that oh, this yeah. is this is not you know, Scott versus Wolverine, constant drama. This is like we're a community and we have a goal and we're gonna and, and we're, we're organized, we're, we're all or, together. All together yeah, we're gonna yeah. get that goal because we realize we're brother and sister. Yeah, there's a lot of hmm. there's a lot of layers to the book. So yeah. if you just wanna get the top like superhero stuff, like there's a lot of that. Is it um, called Uncanny X Men? Well, it's House of X. House of X. And the next week is there's, what? There's oh, two titles. Like Power of X. There's two titles. Yeah. Two, oh, it's six power, issues. It's Power of Ten. Oh, it's yeah, X I, means so, ten. So it's Weapon Ten. <laughs> Sorry, Roman numeral nerd over here. Excuse me, <laughs> Roman numeral nerd. <laughs> so I didn't know that for the longest, and I, I'm wondering how the power of ten comes into play into the 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 theme of the book or the how it changes the dynamic because powers of X that makes it feel like just like another superhero book, but powers of ten is a different. I, it, to me, it feels different. If it's power of ten, I feel like. It, the underlying, and again, I haven't read it. The underlying consensus by Hickman is an argument for America to, to move to the metric system. <laughs> I'm in. All right. Yeah, in. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, issue, I'll read I'm that. Converted. All right. Good. Yeah. So, so yeah, and yeah. At the end of the book, it tells you like, look, well, there are two main series. You want to read them both. Here's the order, and it's re- the release order. So that's it's pretty easy to. It's very very near reader friendly, and the book is by Jonathan Hickman with art by Pepe Larraz. Really beautiful. Who's one of the Marvel's young guns, and he is amazing. And so, after the two miniseries, does this basically lead into the ongoing series? Yeah, that will, are all being rebooted. Out, it'll okay. spin out into the six series that were announced at Comic Con, which I'm also super excited about. I saw Excalibur. I, well, I'm not excited about Excalibur. No, I, well, after you sent me the picture, I'm not either. Yeah. So. I, if you had not sent me that picture, I'd be like, Excalibur, I get my Nightcrawler and my Kitty and my... It's and instead, it's every ex-person I hate. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I really... Well, okay, again, it's... it's. Hey, they are already feared and hated. You don't have to pile on. <laughs> it, is, um, it is generational. I was reading X-Men in the mid to late 80s, right? So right when that Jim Lee generation, mm-hmm. Claremont left, came on board and created... Jubilee and uh, Bayou Guy, um, <laughs> Remy LeBeau. Yeah, his name is Gumbo. His name is Gumbo. I just Dumbo. I just I don't care about any of those. We love Gambit in this podcast. Get out of here. Nope. <laughs> nope. We will have a full anti uh, um, Gambit podcast, well, and I'll so. tell you why he sucks. I guess I'm not showing up to that one. You guys <laughs> does have, he? Uh, does he have a trademark on the word chickadee? I'm just curious. So <laughs> no. Um, Mono me, mono me, mono me. That's it. And, and then Rogue owns sugar, sugar, yeah, sugar. with an H. With an H. <laughs> I love that. But, yeah, I think we. God, should. y'all are describing every reason why I quit reading X Men. I know, no, that's <laughs> I'm I'm in the same boat. Every none of that shows up in those, House of X. See, that's what those I'm. Those three characters right there. Jubilee, Rogue, I, and Gambit. That's what I I I completely confess. There's so many other words. And I think I think they're in Excalibur, aren't they? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. All, so all the, three of them. So the again, avoid the, that book. The yeah. book I would be most excited about. I'm now like, nah, don't care. Unless oh. Higman does something interesting yeah, with them. What like, team, what team looks most exciting to you guys? I don't know. I haven't dived into that so, much. I was frankly waiting to hear from you guys before I even got <laughs> I in any way. 
I, I think excited about since it. We're, I think since we are on this end, let me tell you why you may want to read Excalibur. Uh-oh. Because the team is Teeny Howard and Marcus Tell. Oh, God damn it. So I, would, I, I wanted to talk X-Men when we discussed Comic-Con, but here we are on this tangent. So <laughs> uh, A tangent about I found all the I found the creative teams on all the books uh, after they... Because they only sent out the, the images, so what, what the teams are going to kind of look like. Yeah. Uh, so Hickman and Lenio Yu are going to write... Uh, oh, they're doing X-Men, which even though it looks like the Summer's Grey family reunion with Wolverine on it, yeah, I think it's, more, it's all the X-Men, really. Because it's um, Cyclops. Yeah, Cyclops. Um, Havoc. Um, the third brother, Vulcan. Vulcan's in the back, yeah. Uh, then oh. Vulcan's back? Mm. Like, but he's wait, in the wait. background, so it's like, wait a minute, where's he coming from? Yeah. Wait, 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 I'm sorry, there's a third brother. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> you didn't know about you, that, what was well, that, Brubaker? Okay, so, Brubaker's X-Men stuff? Oh, I, so, I never read Brubaker. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Wikipedia, for this, because I didn't actually go back and read it, but... Remember when there was a second wave of after the original five? Yeah, yeah. There was a second wave. Right. Uh, Banshee, With, yeah. Um, Sun, Sunfire, Sunfire, oh, Havoc. The giant size one. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It was before. Yeah. It was right before the giant size. But oh, that's right. Yeah. And so when, but so they went. Brubaker went back and kind of rewrote history. Oh. There was four new X Men okay. that all died: Vulcan, Darwin. I can't remember the other two. It was two females. Yeah, so there was yeah. another Summers brother who tr- was trying to rescue Scott, and that oh. whole team failed. I think it's called mm. Second Genesis, the yeah. story, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It's, it's a miniseries, and, and they explore. I have to read that. that if cool. I remember, you know, it's really the Vulcan character that he does a great job with, mm. and that's what makes you – that's what made me remember that Well, that's that interesting character. because a lot of people dislike Scott's older brother, Vulcan right? because of that. No, he's, the, is he, he's younger because he was born in space. It, so is he the youngest scientist? He is the youngest. Right, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, here I have the, I have the cover now. So we no, have Vulcan. That's the reason why I quit reading. Uh, Corsair is in the in the cover. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Young Cable, young, <laughs> brand new, all new uh, Marvel now. Young Cable. So he's still got the shine on his well, arms. <laughs> and I'll take a little tangent since we're talking X Men. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! Hang on. This is a tangent within a tangent. I, yeah, d- yeah. I just want to well, keep our. This is like listeners up to date. <laughs> yeah. If we tangent. Enough. I think we'll get back to the <laughs> main road. Yeah, three three uh, lefts make a right. My my buddy Carlos, uh, he read <laughs> House of X, and then he asked me, "Oh, can you tell me how Scott and Xavier are alive?" Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, I think I've read those things." And then I was putting it together in my head, and then I started laughing because I was like, "This is all nonsense." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Comics. Like me trying to like I. Put together the first bit about how Scott came back, and I was like, "Man, that was nonsense!" Like, well, like once I say it out loud, right. yeah. Once you words. say it out loud, it becomes real. But and at it, some point, you know, every character's died, and they go, "Okay, yeah. you can bring him back, though." How do you do it? Well, that's the thing, and I, I was like, "Well, the next day, I was like, well, how did Xavier come back?" And I was like, "Oh man, that was nonsense too." And I just read all that stuff, which I love that run of Astonishing X Men. Um, yeah, so I, like, I, I busted out laughing for like two minutes. He's like, what's going on? I was like, well, I just realized that everything I'm about to tell you makes no goddamn sense. <laughs> well, explain <laughs> it. I, Could you? But I love, yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and this is just very light spoilers for, for this, these things. For Aston- uh, Xavier came back in Astonishing X-Men. Uh, Astonishing X-Men is a book where uh, Xavier's essence or his astral projection is trapped oh in God. the shadow by the shadow <laughs> king. I'm out. Stop. I'm out. I'm still in. So the team goes into the astral theme, and, and the team is made of, like, the weirdest people. But mm-hmm. 
Xavier makes a deal with Phantom X, who has two brains, pretty much, right? Yeah. He's like, let me use your body so I can come back to life and we can defeat the Shadow King and do stuff. Isn't Phantom X, like, gender... Well, I thought, I, yeah, it changed. Phantom X is... is I can't... I, I don't have the Aliens. time to explain that. But, yeah, so Phantom Aliens. X right now... So Xavier's mind is Ugh. in Phantom X's body. So that's who... I think that's who it is. We don't know because in House of X, Xavier's wearing the Cerebra helmet. That's right. So we don't know who's under there. I just thought he made a cool Walkman. But now listen to Scott, how Scott came back. And this is a little bit of spoilers for the, un- the stuff that happened in Uncanny. Uh, so when Scott died in Death of X by the, with the Inhuman Cloud. <laughs> Nonsense. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Isn't, isn't every cloud inhuman? I'm sorry, I'm very confused. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, so. I want to see those human ones, though. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. This new young it's called Farts Man. <laughs> this new young Cable, uh, who, kill, who is another Cable from the timeline that came back to kill the old Cable because he was old and he needed to go out. Anyways. So there's uh, a different Cable? Yeah, he's no Like, if you see him, he's younger. But he still has the gray hair streak, which I love. That touch of, like, no, we need to make sure people know who you are. So we'll give you a little bit of gray hair. Uh, so he planted a phoenix seed in Scott's body, in his dead body. How? Like I don't know. I don't know where he got all these. Was things. this comics or PG man? So then, when Gene came back, and it's kind of like when you inseminate a cow. Adrian is, <laughs> and you got those gloves that go up to your shoulder. Adrian, come back. We need you. <laughs> so when when Gene came back, because the phoenix was back on Earth. That sparked the phoenix seed that was in Scott's body and brought him back to life. May I interrupt you for a second? Go ahead, please. I'm done. <laughs> I love that that was brief. To our three yeah. listeners of this podcast. Um, hey, Jen. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought a copy of House of X this week. And um, after reading Daniel's description of wherever the frack that was. Um, Comics. I'd be out of my Thor damn mind if I went ahead and read this book so hit me up I will give you my copy I'm done let me, I've, I've never let seen me, anyone talked out of a book let me yeah, bring you yeah. back let me bring you back yeah. yeah this book you don't need to know any of that nonsense yeah you don't that's the beauty yeah, of see, this see that the actually beauty of this excited. Book is that's that it's what... streamlining all this stuff granted will it be nonsense in the future yeah probably it's X-Men, <laughs> it's X-Men. <laughs> you know but have you read I, comics before yeah but this book is just like brand new don't worry about any of that stuff Whoever's here is here. We, if you have any questions, we do have a glossary where you can go look things up. You don't have to have Wikipedia next to you. And I, I, I got to say, I really was excited when I got to the end of the first issue because I was like, they have a plan yeah. and this looks it, fun. So, so is it, it, it? So it sounds like you know when when they announced this and said Hickman was going to be rebooting the whole line, right? Yeah. yeah. It, my brain immediately went to every DC reboot, right? Where it's like it's. Seems like it's, it's starting same, fresh, but, but it's right. Exactly. Is this really just chucking out the window all of Claremont, all of the '90s, all of the I baggage I, it's been saddled with for I don't think you, 40, I don't think 50 you, years? I think it's cleaning up. I don't know how far back, but yeah. I, I think it's definitely cleaning up the infighting, the constant law, massive loss of mutants. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, this is definitely like. 
uh, they highlighted in the beginning by saying, you know, we've seen the first spike in mutant births. Yeah. Oh, you know, so this it's, is this it's, is okay. yeah. So and, it's and happening it, again. It really depends on who's driving the stuff, right? Because you get uh, you get Morrison on the X Men, and he wants to expand the universe. And yeah, make, he brings all these other new means. Then Bendis he brings comes in weird to the world. Yeah, of mutants. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get Bendis, and he's like, "Well, let's clean this up. Let's streamline it a little bit. Let's have House of M happen." And then you Ugh. get down to that core of one ninety eight mutants again. Uh, do we need to revisit House of M? No, there is no reason for so, us to do that whatsoever. Because should. I hear a rumor that one of the multiverses is House of M in the What If world. Sure, let's go and, and for the upcoming for series? the upcoming series. You got really, all, you got that's all, fine. That, I mean. You like, almost like you're okay if it's like a, a one shot deal. Yeah, I, okay. I don't care about that. It's just. But then that world existed because everyone existed in that one, and then Scarlet Witch got rid of them. I, I spent the last year trying to forget that book. Oh, we need to revisit it. For what? Because maybe I'm wrong. Oh, maybe no. you're wrong. No. We, I think that may be our next. Uh, next oh, court? Tra- court? Yeah. And I think. Ooh, I wanna, I'm excited. I, I think we should be. We might need you to be the judge. Oh, I was going to say, impartial. yeah, I would be judge or jury because I've, yeah. I've never read it. And nor then, what, yeah, you what, can be the judge. I will be the prosecutor. Yeah, and what I'll, are you prosecuting? What is the... This book sucks. Well, we'll let him go. We'll give time to come up with arguments. <laughs> I would like to be a co-counsel for the, for the defense. <laughs> <laughs> of course you would. Who gets to be Allie McBeal? Uh, I, I am the dancing baby. I oh, don't, I, don't, I don't have the chops for that. Excuse the nudity. Uh, to to our listeners, I apologize for my very early '90s reference there. So that's why we um, stopped streaming because Clay refuses to dress. <laughs> I'm just a dancing baby while the show's happening. You guys have no idea. But but let me let me get back to my secondary goal of life is to get people to read X Men. Um, yeah. So Adrian, all that stuff I just said. Mm-hmm. Pretend I pretend it never happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It, this is comics. Brand, like like old, like comics history. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you can just start a book and yeah. go. All right. Have you ever read any any Hickman stuff? It's a a lot of world building. It's very slow burn, but I think it's gonna pay off. It, it feels it feels like they've set up God, enough I, things. I want to talk about like the codes that are in the book, but that's such a huge spoiler. But yeah. it, but to me, that's a tease of we're getting into something that hasn't been done before. And and the reason why they have some like they explain everything why why things are being done like not just that having the code their own language all that stuff. Uh, so it's it's very well done. I, I'm, if anything, just give the first House of X and Powers of Ten a sh- one shot. If you don't like that but after that, then I can't. Twelve yeah. books. At well, no, no, just the first <laughs> issue. The first. Oh, two just issues. the first. Issue. Yeah, uh, yeah, that first issue did hook me a lot and made me uh, excited to read X. If anything, it be good. It was a six dollar book. Yeah. yeah. It, Whoa! It, is it double size? It's pretty. It's it's yeah, extra it's size for sure. Okay. I don't know about double, but you do get. Like at least forty something pages. But is that story, or is it like every alt cover? Well, every well, there's, lot, well, there's there's stuff in it that contributes to the story that's not exactly. It, it's world is that building. like the glossary yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, it's, it's like the list. Have you read it? I flipped through it. It's like the mm. best back matter you could ask for. I think. Okay. Because the best back matter adds to the whatever you just read. Um, like I just read <clears throat> uh, die. Um, by Karen Gillan and uh, mm-hmm. oh damn the artist uh, I'll come up with her name in a second uh, so it, it's an RPG game so obviously it's not just the story you're getting there but the back matter there's some essays in the back and then if you go to Karen Gillan's website and you download the character sheets for the, oh. for the RPG that he's doing 
you get even more out of everything. Oh, so. that's cool. So, yeah. yeah, I think back matter is important, and the people yeah. that know how to do it, they do it right. And that's why I wanted to see, like, who's doing all these, uh, like, all the graphic design and everything. Like, somebody had to come up with all that stuff. Like, it's not... It may be the artist, I don't know, but if they have somebody but else Hickman's doing it. But Hickman's also had those kind of codes in his uh, Avengers book, yeah. you know, and it was just, it, and then people are trying to scramble to uh, decode and figure out yeah. what it all says, and, and that's kind of fun, I too. think this one's pretty straightforward. I think it's just like an alphabet that you replace, but you, somebody had to figure out Someone what Someone did figure it out online. Yeah, so now there is a cryptic, so if you want to go read all this, the signs that are in the book, so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was the, oh, man. Well, you guys sold me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to get it. I will have a whole episode that Adrian won't. Do. I was on the fence because I, because I would like to read X Men again. Like I have fond memories of reading. I read. You know, here's the funny thing. I, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Because uh, we've been doing, we've been doing this podcast for just a sec for coming up on three years now, which is about a year short of me getting back into comics. And other than the Uncanny X-Men tie-in, hmm. well, I picked up House of M and hated it. <laughs> I mean, I hated it. So, Wait, like, I didn't like, get like, that I, at like, all. I'm, like, I'm like two years into the journey, and I'm like, you know what? Out of all the stuff I've been reading, I have not read one X-Men, and X-Men was my jam back yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. But reading House of M, I realized why I quit reading X-Men hmm. books. And... So but I that's an like, event book. Yeah, true. But then I start thinking about what he's talking about with the regular books, and it just it makes my freaking brain hurt. Yeah. And so the I'm looking, I'm sitting there scrolling through all the comics I bought recently, and the only X Men title I bought was the the Uncanny X Men crossover with War of the Realms, and those three books were actually really good. Who wrote them? Uh, I think Rosenberg. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, okay. I think he's on that title. Since he was doing the mm-hmm. 22 issue. Yeah, Matthew Rosenberg and um, Perez on art. But, so, the, main, the, the, the thing I love but about reading... I, I will say yeah. this. Something happened, and I was like... <laughs> you know, just like an outsider, I'm sitting there looking, I'm like, where... Okay, I've obviously missed something in my 20 years of not reading X-Men. Yeah. But, uh, like, Rain's husband shows up. Our ex-husband who's supposed to be dead. And oh, yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. Whatever, the Prince Werewolf uh, guy. <laughs> mm. Prince Werewolf. But yeah. I don't know his uh, name. Yeah. I, I will tell you all something that will also blow your mind, because I was talking with Aaron over at Urban Legends, and I said... Um, I was excited for Donny Cates' event, you know, uh, Absolute Carnage coming up, and he goes, well, that's that's not really an event book. And I go, well, you know, like a, I, I go, I go, well, you know, like War of the Realms. I mean, we just had that event. Now we're going into this. And he goes, well, neither one of those are event books. And I go, wait a minute. War of the Realms you, is an event book? The, this is the way Marvel describes them. That's a titles event. That's a Thor event. Absolute Carnage, that's a Venom event. They aren't even near doing an event book. Oh, that would so take place in everything. That would be like a Civil War right. or a House of M. A, a, These a, are tiny. A universe event book versus a series Wait event Wait a minute. Book. Hold on a second. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. Let me go to my Marvel app. <laughs> can I, wh- while you do that, I just want to say. Well, I mean, I'm going to show, it, it doesn't take a minute. Because from this one on up, 
are all the friggin' books. And there's okay, probably he, about three. Visual aid here. There, there's there's rows of of War yeah. of the Realms. Just I mean, Actually, it's this is even better because these are all the books, except for a couple of Silver Surfer books. These are all the the books tied into this freaking non-event. Non-event that cost how much? It cost me hundred and eighty-five dollars. I think after tax for a non-event for a non-event for, <clears throat> for the audio listeners, uh, people just came in with boxes of legal files. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, can we can we just and like I I would just like Marvel and DC to come out and say every book's an event book, I, and and I say that not in a pejorative way. It's just that so for instance, we talked about this last time I was on. You know, Tom King has this propensity for doing 12 issue stories right mm-hmm. how is it any different from a mini series i mean it just it it every the, the, what i what i fondly recall from the 80s reading x-men reading spidey where you just jumped in and you could you picked up that month's issue and a story happened and maybe every now and then there was a three-part or maybe every now and then there was a longer story like dark phoenix saga Right, right. It just, you know, it, you you felt like this was a living, breathing world that continued from month to month. Mm-hmm. Whereas today, everything is packaged in a way that it can be later sold as trade paperbacks, as a hardback. Mm-hmm. They can change teams. They can mm-hmm. reboot. They can, nothing is like that monthly serialized comic experience we had up into, what, maybe the late 90s? Right. Right? So, I mean, it's... Everything's an event book now. I mean, we. As much as we talk about what's wrong with comics, we could actually do like a five-hour show on what is wrong with comics and why we can't get. And you want and we talked on the last show, and I guess kids are reading Scholastic stuff, which is different. But how do how does Marvel, DC, Image, uh, Dark Horse get the kids when we like you know like when we were young. Yeah, you know, I was probably about eleven, twelve when I got into comics. How do you get those kids in the comics? Well, also, you got you to take that this. time jump. You also got to take right. uh, when we were kids. Um, what were they competing against? Well, not the internet. Yeah, gaming. But how many consoles? Right. You didn't have. You also weren't gaming online. No. I mean, there's so many things that kids are into, and then you try, try to throw reading at them, right. and it's like, why when I can throw on YouTube or this or that? But I would. I, I, I agree with, with all that, but I feel like we are at a point where there is a chance for this to come back, right? When I look there at the explosion in tabletop gaming, when I look at the yeah. explosion in tabletop RBGs, people are clamoring for this type of, in some ways, updated older experience, which sounds kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, I would think that actually may explain, I mean, apart from the fact it's just brilliant and good, um, I want to recant partly my earlier statement, bring it down a bit, because I'd say the comic closest to that experience we had in the 80s was Saga. Saga is just, it's a living, breathing world. Every month you pick it up. Yeah, there are stories that happen within it, but they're very mutable, right? Mm-hmm. There's not a clear, like, you know, as much as I like Gideon Falls, there's very much a, this is the six-issue story, then we're going to move on to the next story. It feels very structured, like yeah. in like a, a TV season. For the, right? yeah. Yeah. It's written um, for the no- graphic novel. Saga yeah. feels I much more you. organic. So. I pause you for a second? No. I know we all started off with the Eisners. Gideon Falls won an Eisner. Yep. Yeah, I was going to use that the same way back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. All right. Yeah. No, perfect. 
We're going back. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, best new series, Game Involved by who, Jeff who's, Lemire. Who's current on it? I'm not Sorrentino. about... How many volumes? I'm like four so issues behind. It's uh, 15 issues. So, so there's two so volumes. There's two, two, two trades. Whatever, two trades, yeah. and then they're on the third. Because something happened in the... Yeah, something happened in the last one that I was just like, oh my God, they made this even better. Okay, I like, see, I will get caught up. I'm behind on Green Lantern and Gideon Falls, just like the ongoing series that I'm reading. But yeah, yeah. Uh, um, that that's why we get paid the big bucks because of the segues. Uh, well done, everyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. The team effort. Well done, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to make editing a lot easier. Just for for you at home who can't see my entire rant, uh, he's just holding up his iPad that says Gideon Falls on it. So I would <laughs> I would know what to uh, bring up. Uh, let's actually bring out our next guest, Jeff. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, so oh, I have a really interesting thing to bring up. About. But if it's not interesting, we're going to kick you off. Well, no, 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 no. It is, it is, it is Jeff Lemire related and League of Extraordinary go, Gentlemen go related. It. But no, no, go ahead because we're, we're well, doing. So the, the, these next few items, I don't think that a lot of us have read uh, best publications for early readers up to age eight. Oh, uh, I know all these. <laughs> Johnny Boo and the Ice Cream Computer, which. Nope. The title does intrigue computer? me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The title Wait. does intrigue me. Uh, so, does it make ice cream, or is it an ice cream uh, that built computer? I don't yeah, like know. the T one thousand, but made of ice cream. I don't know. I saw the new trailer. It kind of looks like ice cream. Oh my god! What? Those are the Rock's headphones. Of course they are. Oh Jesus Christ! This whole podcast should be sponsored <laughs> by the Rock. <laughs> That's uh, why we're promoting I'll this weekend. A- Fast and Furious presents Hobson Shaw. Please send us some money, Universal. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll go watch it multiple times. You know I will. Uh, best publication for kids, 9 to 12, The Divided Earth. I was going to say Mr. Miracle. Uh, <laughs> best publication for teens, uh, 13 through 17, The Prince and the Dressmaker. Uh, oh, yeah. For, oh, I've by first. That. Uh, the, last, the last two are by first, second. I think that's mm-hmm. one of those like, Scholastics kind of mm-hmm. prints, right? Oh, I didn't know that was owned by Scholastic. No, no, no. I mean, like, that type of imprint. Yeah, they well, it, they, they specialize more and more in kids-level comics, yeah. but they, they've also done a lot of uh, European uh, stuff as well. Best humor publication, and once again, Giant Days. Um, like I said, that book is it's just really good. I got to get that. Uh, best anthology, uh, Puerto Rico Strong by Marco Lopez, Destry Rodriguez, Hazel, Neil Levant, Derek Reese, and Neil Shorts. Uh, and we'll we'll tweet out the list. Uh, this article that I'm reading by the Hollywood Reporter, <laughs> where they just made everything really streamlined for me. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, best graphic album. My heroes have always been Junkies by Ed Brubaker and Sean Phillips. And I I'm, I'm gonna bet that his book that he did this year, The Bad Weekend, will win next year because it was it was that good. Interesting. So has has he turned away from the big? publisher is back to more indie stuff because that's where he got his start yeah i think he does he has all his crime books with sean phillips and then he's also right, okay. been writing for westworld he's been doing criminal oh right? okay he's been doing no, criminal and criminal yeah. yeah all right uh, best reality based work and this is one of uh, my personal favorite people is this guy for real the unbelievable andy kaufman by box brown yeah Ooh, which uh, which is also the, by first second so and i gotta love box gonna, brown and his same. his uh andre the giant book was great i've been really excited to read andre this the andy giant was great one. uh tetris the games we play was amazing oh that's right that's the other one by him yeah. i need to read uh, and he's coming he's i know he's putting together a book that may interest some of our uh readers or listeners and maybe even some of our hosts it's about cannabis and the industry 
Yes. Putting together. So. I feel personally yes. affected by this. Yeah, the, the podcast I listen to, I read comments. Does he need notes or help? You know, I don't know. Hit him up. Uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's putting that together. They had an interview with him, so that was pretty interesting. Uh, best graphic album reprint, uh, The Vision by Tom King and Gabriel Hernandez-Walto. Uh, best adaptation from another that, medium. That Vision book, That's the, is that the... It's the reprint. Is the the collectors the, that the, you guys? The one full, I got, yeah, the one volume one. The, the, I mean, the that's the one that had layouts. It had every layer yep, yep. of art on it. It had scripts. It had no. It was unbelievable. I'm gonna have to get that, or, or maybe scan that in from you. So, oh my god, it's just worth to, it. Yeah. So, best adaptation from another medium. It's a uh, Frankenstein Junji Ito story collection. Adapted from Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Yeah, I saw that on a shelf somewhere, and I really, really wanted yeah, to get it. it. Yeah, media, so it's uh, it's manga. manga. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Best U.S. International, uh, Brazen Rebel Ladies Who Rock the World by Penelope Baggio. Uh, I'm not. I don't have. I have no idea about that one. Uh, best edition. Uh, best U.S. edition of international material. Oh, these are things they're bringing in from. Uh, these are foreign comics that okay. are bringing to the U.S. Okay. Uh, Tokyo Tarabara Girls by Akiko Higashiruma mm. uh, by Kodansha. So that should be pretty good. I, I think Kodansha You're now in charge of, of reading stuff. all Japanese I, That's what I was just thinking, too. You know, yeah, my, <laughs> my anime manga um, skills are coming into play here. Uh, best collection or arch- archival project, Star Wars Classic Newspaper Strips, Volume 3 by Archie Goodwin mm. and Al Williamson, edited by Dean Mullaney. Uh, oh, that's probably pretty cool because it's by IDW. So they they make they make great. Yeah. Their, their collections are amazing. I got my brother uh, Walt Simonson's Thor yeah. art book. The 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 oversized thing. Yeah, oh, it's so cool. Like just all the is stuff they the, put in there. Is it the 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 uh, full size scans of the mm-hmm. original art yeah, pages? Yeah, it's the big. It's the big yeah, yeah, yeah. Big okay. Book. Yeah, Britt has a couple of those. He's he's got a few of those uh, and Jack um, Kirby stuff. And, and I've then. got uh, I have one Ooh. which is the uh, Burn Fantastic Four one. Ooh. Yeah, I think Clay's gonna like this one. Uh, Best archival collection project comic books. So the other one was just comic strips, I guess. Uh, Bill Sienkiewicz Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition. Ooh. Do you have that? No. We may need to go look for that. Yeah. Was well, uh, well, and Sienkiewicz was put, inducted into the Hall of Fame. He yeah. was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. About damn time. No uh, doubt. Best writer, uh, Tom King. Batman, yep. Mr. Miracle, Heroes in Crisis, one thing. Uh, Winter Special. <laughs> best arter, uh, artist, writers. Oh. <laughs> writer, artist. Writer, artist. Jen Wong, uh, The Prince and the Dressmaker. Yeah. Um, That's been getting a lot of... Uh, Brave. Yeah, so I think, I mean, even though it's not my demographic, I'll at least go check out the art because mm-hmm. it sounds really good. Uh, best penciler, inker team, Mitch Garts because he does all his own stuff, which is no surprise. Best painter, and I love this pick, uh, Dustin Wynn for Descender. Oh, yeah, I did love those covers. His watercolors are amazing. Everything uh-huh. he's doing, like, uh, the new book, Ascender is out, and but Descender was so good. Uh, best cover artist Jen Bartel for Blackbird. Um, for she's Image. awesome. Yeah, she's great. Uh, best coloring Matt Wilson, which I think he's on like pretty much any colors you see, they might be Matt Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, best lettering Todd Klein. Uh, he's oh, done like yeah. Black Hammer and uh, Eternity Girl, Sandman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Which, which I think he won in Eisner four as well. His wow. work on Sandman. I, I could be wrong. I should probably double check that. And then but. the the Will Eisner Spirit of Comics Book Retail Award goes to La Revistera in Buenos Aires. So oh, I I love that they give an award to an actual comic shop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's really cool. And then people going into the Hall of Fame like uh, Adrian mentioned, Jim Aparo, June Tarpin Mills, Dave Stevens, Maury Turner, Bill Sankiewicz. Wendy and Richard Pini. Oh, oh wow! Cool. Paul Levitz, yeah. Jeanette Kahn, and yeah. my, one of my favorites, Superman artist Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Oh, oh very yeah. good. Yeah. So, that's uh. You're a big Dave Stevens fan. I, I figured, am. I figured you'd be raving about that. No, I I, I honestly hadn't heard he was inducted oh, yeah. yet. So that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah, there's a there's a lot more stuff, but I think those are like the the main comic related. Everything else they go into a little more of a niche uh stuff so of all that stuff if 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 you've never read a bill sankevich book the oh. uh, new mutants demon bear saga is probably the best uh, uh see, one of my favorites I, I i haven't read that but i was gonna suggest uh daredevil love and war oh the yeah with the lector yeah i mean it th- just he goes from a book like new mutants where it had been really kind of car- not cartoony art but comic art yeah to uh this sketch artwork oh, and so to paintings to, to all the stuff he does. It's just so incredible. Well, to I see mean, this guy grow. We, like he, as, as somewhat unrelated as the series is to the comics, when I watch Legion, I think of Sienkiewicz's yes. paintings. Mm-hmm. You know, it just well, it, him and Claremont are consultants on the show. Oh, are they? Oh, yeah, I, they're, I didn't realize that. The, they always show up to the red carpets and everything. Oh, cool! I uh, had no idea. That's yeah. Awesome. Sienkiewicz was pushing it big online. Good. Good. When I went to Comic Con in New York a few years ago, uh, that was one of the things that kind of just like I met him and I bought a cover that he had, um, so he would sign it for me and we talked a little bit because Legion was being announced at the time or it had already come out and I was like. You know that's great, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm really happy just to see, a lot, you know, it's something you put a lot of hard work into, like it pays off, and it's now in like an adaptation of something that's just really good too. It's yeah. not just like any, not that any, I don't, you know, we've had some bad comic book adaptations, but that one's just some it's amazing. I mean, oh, it's so good, it's so good. Yeah, so it's really cool to see him, and you know, him and Chris Claremont, they did. Well, one of the things I loved reading uh, this past year was when he had. When he drew Kingpin, he did this like yeah. giant, yeah. bulky size with this like small head. Yep. That was just his style, and people shit on it. And I can't believe he, he he was talking about it this year. He said people used to complain about my style, and now you see it in Into the Spider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought of when I saw Kingpin yeah. in Spider Verse. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's the Sinkevich Kingpin. It's yeah, so and great. It's so good to see yeah. someone take that, and run with it, and make it. Well, and and to I mean, as much as I love Sinkevich, he is a two-dimensional artist and and by that i mean his work exists in in a kind of static moment yeah and to for god i can't speak highly enough of spider-verse as a film to take that design and bring it to life and make it work yeah i just think of when he first shows up which i think is straight from a sincavage book when he's just clicking the pen mm-hmm. you know and it just oh it's so good it's so brilliant um of, of all the hall of fame people is there a book you guys recommend i mean i figure you have a dave stevens book maybe well, yeah, yeah. Um, jim apero batman maybe uh, yeah i would <laughs> i would need to go back and look because i don't i can't think of like i've no i've read like single issues or stuff like that yeah uh, i picked up things that i just kind of see but like i said any any uh hustle is he just did 
like a little short story with Superman recently. But his Superman, it just, I don't know what it is. It looks so wholesome. Like, it just, like, looks like a classic Superman to me. And, like, I, I that's one of the things that every time I see his name, I just, Superman pops into my head. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I mean, Dave Stevens, just read the... Rocketeer. Original Rocketeer. It is it is fantastic. And I almost want to say, too, go watch him on YouTube. You can find pictures oh, of him, like, yeah. drawing and painting. Yeah. And it's just so incredible to watch that come to life. Well, and it's just, God, it's, just, it's so crazy, because when you read the Rocketeer and you see photos of him from that time, I mean, oh, he looks, he looks just like Cliff. I mean, it's very clear, Cliff. And then... And I think I've said this before on the podcast. If you've never seen the 90s Rocketeer movie, do yourself a favor and go watch it. It is the same, sure same director of as America. Captain America. Yeah. And that worked that on Star up, Wars. That so. came up last time you were on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I will no, bring it up. Fine. I'll bring it up every time. I think um, one thing I love about the podcast is that the things we love that we want to share, we yeah. bring them up over and so over much. again. One of the reasons we talk about Tom King all the time, <laughs> and you'll see just by the Eisners that he gets like every year it seems since he's been since he hit the mainstream, like uh, we talk, we reference his work so much just right. because yeah. it, that's it's how much that we love it. Jason Aaron, same thing, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Donny Cates for the next few weeks. So just all those things that we, we find the creator that we really love their things, or, or just the project that we, we kind of fall in love with, yeah. and we want to share it and Make sure that everyone experiences it. So, well, speaking of, if I can, if I can, yeah, I think, transition. Uh, we can transition to. Well, speaking of creators, uh, I, I guess this is sad news. Um, so, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen wrapped up with the sixth issue of Tempest, and um, what is interesting, and I think you had referenced news around it. Did you mm-hmm. mean the news that he... He made and, an announcement, right? Well, that. He, here's the funny thing. I, I looked that up, and it it was all the big news after it came out, was that uh, uh, Morris... Uh, Morris, Morris. Moore. Alan Moore... Alan Moore is making Grant Morris retire. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the battle of the mages has finally come to an end. Um, no, no, no. Um, the coolest thing, though, if we actually did have superheroes in the world, and it was just these two guys writing comics, but they could do magic, yeah. and they haven't used it, and they just get pissed off and fight? How do we know that's not the case? Um, anyway... Uh, Lock them in a Thunderdome. <laughs> that... that um, as the series concludes, uh, Moore and his art... Uh, the artist on it, whose name I'm blanking on... Um, I'll look it up while you... Thanks. Um, they are both going to retire. Kevin O'Neill? Yes, thank you. Kevin O'Neill. Um, they are both going to retire. Sorry, Kyle Pedia. Stealing my thunder. You've been replaced by sometimes Clay Nostar. <laughs> look at the big but, brain on Clay. Um, but the Clay files. <laughs> the Clay files. Not everything's in there, but there's some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 90% comics related. Um <laughs> But ten uh, percent fast and furious, <laughs> <laughs> and that fluctuates day to day. Um, no, no, no. But what is interesting is Moore announced this three years ago, and it kind of went under the radars. Right, because well, we didn't know how long the tempest was going to take. Well, yeah, no, no, true, true, <laughs> true, very true, very true. But um, yeah, he uh, he announced it. I think it made like just a little tiny splash, and then everyone after this issue was, I was like, "Oh my God, he's retired!" It's like, yeah, I guess we well, knew. We it was thought coming. he might change his mind. Then, well, because he is retired, how many times? Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's, didn't he retire after the Lost Girls? I mean, how many times did Jordan come back? Right. Yeah. 
Maybe um, he's going to go play baseball for I, a while. <laughs> well, he only had one other parent left. I know. That was dark. That is dark. Wow. wow. Uh, I may <laughs> have to, got the worst I may have to cut that out of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> that'll be for the pigeons only. <laughs> well, so... Uh, <laughs> All our patrons get my dark jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not sad enough? Come visit a clay ranch. <laughs> the, the, tier, the tier above that is just all the books Josh can't pick for the comic book club because they're too damn sad. God, we have the world's shittiest Patreon, but it would be so good. We would just laugh at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, so, our top Patreon just got five copies of Prowse from us. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's about one hundred and fifty dollars MSRP, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's a pretty expensive book. It's a nice hardback. Pretty good price, I Um, think, if you like lugging books around. So, so he wraps it up. Yeah, and who 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 is in this last team? Okay, so I'm I'm going to try and be as non-spoiler as I can in case anyone wants to read it. But I will say, well, I'll say that as I got done with it, my immediate impulse was I want to go back now and read all of it from the very beginning. Be, be, because because what happens? Well, I can't say that. Um. <laughs> so all right. So the so the team. All right. Here I'll I'll say this. The team essentially, and I'm going to put team in giant air quotes, is um, Mina, uh, Orlando, Bloom. No, unfortunately, no. The Orlando. So <laughs> the weirdest. All right. So <laughs> I just have to back up. If you have, if you if you have not read any league after Black Dossier, you're going to be completely lost. Okay, yeah, cause I explain no it to me like I'm five years old. Okay. Um, so. Explain it to him like you're playing X-Men. Oh, oh, explain it to you like my blind recommend at the end, which I'll bring up at the end. Um, <laughs> but no, so, all right, so like how far back do you want me to go? No, just just this team, I guess. Just, okay, all right, all right. You know, the, I think the first character is, uh, what's his name's daughter? Um, the Mina Harkness? Submarine dude, no? Oh, yeah, yeah, Nemo, it's right? uh, Nemo, yeah. Nemo's daughter, okay. All right, so there's, there. Uh, so, all right, so this... The, so the only League of Extraordinary Gentlemen thing that I'm familiar with is yeah. the movie. So oh, I know those oh, oh, eradicate that from your brain, yeah. my Well, friend. I mean, but at least I know those characters. I don't I'm know. Sawyer's not real. Yeah, he's never in the comics. Oh, really? There Why is, did they pick Tom Sawyer? That's such a weird pick. Because I think they wanted an American character, They wanted right? an American literary character that Americans could relate to because Americans read. Do we? Oh, yeah, no, that's a lie, man. Um, no. <laughs> no one wanted that. No, it was it was that and Dorian Gray. Those were the two they added in yeah. from American authors. And I was like... No, Dorian Gray's British. It's uh, wild. Oh, like sh- wild. Yeah. oh yeah, shit. Well, then... Because um, this American reads. <laughs> you should see the look he's giving. A fight's broken out. Right you can't hear it, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, micro- that silence is intense, man. It's silent but deadly over here. If you're yeah. an, if you're a, if you watch like a lot of Xavier. anime, yeah, if yeah. you watch a lot of anime, their eyes connected with the little lightning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah. Xavier it's in Shadow King went to the astral plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they just look like they're sitting down, but inside their heads. All right, so I'm going to give you the absolute worst League of Extraordinary Gentlemen overview ever. All right, Go ahead. so in the first book, the team is comprised basically of mostly european pulp characters from the late <laughs> which makes sense <laughs> from the from the late 19th century right so it is um um Quartermain, 
uh, Alan Quartermain. Uh, it is uh, Mina Harkness from Dracula. It is uh, Jekyll and Hyde. British. It is. <laughs> it is uh, Nemo, Captain Nemo from the like British. the OG Captain Nemo. Um, I don't remember. Is Dorian Gray in the? Oh, the uh, Invisible Man. Not British. Okay. Yep. And um, and that whole that whole book is basically quiz <laughs> is basically a riff off of. Uh, what if superheroes were com- were comprised of these very famous literary characters? Mm-hmm. And what is interesting is that the head of this league is M, who is kind of a blend of both uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes's brother, British. okay, um, Mycroft, and what you find out later, M as the head of. The Hold on, let me turn off Adrian's microphone. <laughs> <laughs> and M as the head of the James Bond spy agency. Awesome, British. <laughs> what? <laughs> James Bond? No way. Now, now I will, I will, uh, I will give you ten dollars, Daniel. If throughout the rest of the podcast you just edit in him saying British randomly, <laughs> just <laughs> British. Um, anyway. I'll get a clear one at the end <laughs> yeah, of the, yeah. the recording. So. British. <laughs> Thank you. So the so the second volume basically takes the idea of Wells's uh, War of the Worlds. Okay. From the perspective of the League being <laughs> British. <American. laughs> no, Took it's it not American. Huh? Wells, British. Spielberg's American. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't apply. That's not a book. <laughs> Wells is British. Uh, He's a War of the Worlds, right? He did War of the Worlds. Yeah, I saw the movie. Harrison Wells is American. He's played on He's played <laughs> The Flash. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. oh, Jesus. I never got that before. Anyway, sorry. Um, you didn't know that was H.G. Wells? Wells? No, no. It did, really? never clicked until you just said that. Oh. It just, yeah. Anyway. You can't see it, but Josh's brain just melted. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just came out my nose. You just, um, you just see it click. You yeah, see you, could, you could you see it. Yeah, like, yeah. He's um, walking out, yeah. leaving. He said he's going to go watch the flash. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad way to spend a Sunday. Um, so, all right. So, so that's the first few volumes. The third, the third volume is called the Black Dossier, and it usually is considered a kind of throwaway because um, it's this weird mishmash of s- ongoing story, British. ongoing story. Um, uh, you know. Te- you would hate it, Daniel. Lots of dense text mm-hmm. to read, um, and very famously, 3D pages. Like it comes with a pair of 3D glasses oh, right, that you right. put I think on, you right? That up oh, yeah, yeah. Time, yeah. Very no. American. But very. but the weird thing is, if you read from that point on, mm-hmm. everything else that happens in the book is set up in the Black Dossier. In many ways, it's the most important of the books. And partly that was a transition of publishers because the first two were put out through D. Was it Image or DC? I thought it was Wildstorm. 
I think you're right. I think it was Wildstorm, and then when Wildstorm American. got bought by DC, yep. and he, he refused to he ever work for DC, for and so so American. basically there was so the Black Dossier was kind of his. That's all right. I'm a, I'll just cut, <laughs> I'll just cut Adrian's track out of all this. Adrian be like, I wasn't in the last half <laughs> of the show. <laughs> it's just these long pauses. Yeah. Um, no, uh, there was a uh, yeah. The, so the Black Dossier was often seen as him fulfilling his contract, right? But it really sets up everything he did from that point on because the next series deal uh there's like mini series if you will so there's the um decade series Mm -hmm. which brings you up to date of what they're doing in the in the uh the 20s what they're doing in the 60s i forget all the dates oh i guess a lot of these characters don't age right well well, that's explained in is so some of them no that it's explained in the book okay. um and, and no 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 they no mina's they the all Nemo's daughter right oh no mina no, the vampire though yeah yeah, I know yeah her. no he he no, he sets it up where they basically <laughs> they basically find pennsylvania they, they basically find the fountain of youth and ah. so they go into it every hundred years and regenerate um but it's it's partly you also have mina who's a vampire Orlando, who famously changes gender. So almost every time Orlando appears, sometimes he's a he, sometimes she's a she. Wait, Adrian's about to tell us where the Fountain Youth is. Are you telling me there's a Lazarus Pit in this story? Yes. And so the brilliant thing about League of... of Where's the Lazarus Pit? Well, they're all over. That's they're all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Florida, I right? It's in Florida. Florida man goes in a Lazarus Pit. Um, <laughs> That's what we don't want. Mm-mm. The worst people in the world having yeah. access to Florida eternal man. life. Florida, Florida man with access to a life. No. No. I have so, too many responses there. Just Florida not man wrestles Gator and discovers something to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, lives forever with his head chewed off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That sounds uh, right, right out of the Immortal Hulk. I want to see that. Um, but yeah, so what's great about league is that it brings in so much pop culture but also there are these little references to comic culture as well so you can you could say for instance that this uh, and i forget the term it's like the they have some term for it in the in the book it is the lazarus pit right in the final storyline there are wonderful both visual and uh story-based references to horror comics both ec horror and like 1970s dc horror even warren horror i mean it's it's um so anyway what's 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 kind of cool about this last story that i really liked is that it if you've been reading it all up to this point you know that league of extraordinary gentlemen is famous for having all of these references right the final story that he ends on takes that concept to like a thousand and it's and again i don't want to spoil anything but as you read it you'll begin to realize oh shit this is the only way this story could end they fight moby dick even bigger yeah no it's it is it is brilliant moby extra large dick (laughs) (laughs) they fight my dick (laughs) okay yeah we never have to I don't know. Nah, just, just, just add the explicit tag. It's all good. It's all good. I think we add that every week. 
<laughs> the first five minutes. I'm glad we don't uh, stream. We are not streaming today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Adrian's showing it to us right now. <laughs> um, so, but bye, guys. I'm leaving. <laughs> but, but what's cool is uh, it 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 ends in a way where um, O'Neill and Moore can say goodbye. Uh, where they can basically, I mean, it's it's very it's very casual. It it doesn't feel overwhelmingly, you know, uh, um, emotional. Yeah, it's just sort of like saying, "Yeah, this is our goodbye." And We're I done. think, and I think one of the very last lines is him saying, "You guys be good to yourselves." You know, like it's just it's just it's this nice little, very fun very dense nod to comics to the readership to to all of that it's 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 worth reading it it is not i I will not claim it's an easy read it is not particularly because i bought it digitally and of the six issues issues four and five have increasingly more 3d panels in them and they're mixed in with standard panels so i'm how does 3d come off on the tablet it it still works. It's fine. It just it doesn't have because it's the old red, red blue, red oh, okay. green yeah, yeah. in this case. I guess actually it's red green. Um, it it works fine, but uh, constantly you can't see me. I'm putting glasses on, taking them off. Glasses on, taking them off because you're you will have a 3D panel, standard panel, 3D panel. Do you think you may be meant to read it all with the? glasses on the whole time there are moments where you can because they actually blend standard drawings with 3d in the oh. background it but but there are also pages where you just can't do that so cool so <laughs> what kind of like let's say you you want to recommend it to someone what kind of books or movies they might be into that you think this will fit their like what would be an easy transition yeah 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 to kind of maybe wrap up the 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 league talk so so like s- things that are not actually the so league like, comics but yeah, yeah. other media right, that would so get like, them well, into it this is I the mean, kind of stuff i like to watch or right. read on, Let me, on well, I mean, the funny thing about it is is that um what was it legendary oh right, yeah yeah with, yeah. The, with their monster uh, which universe. is willingham right bill willingham i think so yeah but no i mean the the Movie, the movie company. Oh, I think they tried to do their oh. monster universe, and yeah, the mummy pretty didn't. much killed it. Oh, Universal. Yeah. I mean, that's what yeah. they, yeah. That, that's the what they were trying universe. to. Yeah. They I were would, trying to do that. I, I think they were going with a leave extraordinary gentleman type, where they was going to be their Avengers. I have a book actually. I just I need to look it up because I can't recall the exact title. Hang on. Yep. Um, how do I get to my previous? So, and then this has always been a comic book, right? It's never been a book or anything before. Um, well, I mean, it is deeply steeped in all of that right, right. literature, right? Okay. So if you've read Vern, if you've read Wells, and I, I mean, and he gets really deep. Um, about the time I got into League, I also got into a new publisher uh, called Black Coat Press, and they specialize in taking French 19th century literature and pop culture and translating it into English. And I picked up a book they'd put out that's just like almost like an encyclopedia of like French pulp characters. And as I'm reading that, I'm reading explanations of all the little background references in the League books and these characters are showing up in them. I mean I mean it's it's in some ways it's more showing off Mm -hmm. and and to a good degree O'Neill as well, showing off about their literary 
bona fides, right? Like all the stuff that they know I mean, that they can reference in this. So, uh, well, uh, I don't want to sound like an elitist. Like one, like, but you're gonna. Well, I mean, like, so everybody knows. Like the last couple of years, I've been on the, like this reading kick, and towards the middle of last year, I kind of shifted to. I realized that. At a certain point in my life, I tried to become one of the cool kids. Yeah. And just stop reading. And so there's a lot of things like classics that I have not read that I should know. Like yeah. I feel like everybody should know like these H.G. Wells books or everybody right. should know these Jules Verne books. Or um, So I just like try to pick out a classic book for me to go read. You know, um, I'll, I'll pick up a, a popular one. Yeah. Like um, I'm reading... Um, was it Red Wolf Black Red Pen, Black oh, <laughs> There's it's a book um, but I will also with like, pictures yeah no no but um, out the next like I, I have like because you can get a lot of those books for free yeah like, oh yeah exactly of, they're know, all they're all you know you public, domain the, yeah, that, public domain now that's what that was going to be one of my questions yeah and so um, and and some of them, it's amazing how long they are, considering how old they are. You yeah. know, like, I couldn't imagine, like, in the turn of the century of 19, you know, going into 1900, someone's going to pick up a 700-page book, well, but they're out there. Well, but what, what often, often those books were published, serialized. Serialized. serialized, so they're reading them every week right. in a particular publication, right? right. So, yeah. so, and so to a certain degree, authors were compelled to lengthen the stories right. because that would keep their paycheck coming in right. right you know so and like like especially when you go back and look at alexander dumas yeah like, oh he was infamously uh, those, serialized those three musketeers, so. i mean i i go i'm like why are they it's the 1700s why are you writing a 1500 page book or a 1600 page book <laughs> about these musketeers you know yeah. and, but well, he didn't have Twitter and Reddit back then. Right. So. <laughs> to stop them? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to stop them. We don't want any more. Stop. But, yeah, um, I think I don't – I enjoy when a creator doesn't cow down to the lowest denominator. Mm-hmm. When they expect us as the reader – to be immersed and or to be educated or be readers, yeah, right. Yeah. And I, I think I like all I, I think all literature should be that way. Yes. They should. You should finish a book and have to look up a few things and learn something new. Yeah, that's the point of reading. It well, should lead you to do something to to get into another thing, right? I right. Think. But 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 just to counter that point, that is completely opposite of the reasons that you and I want to read this new X Men title. Right, I don't want to have to go back and read twenty five years of, of X titles because yeah. oh dear God, I will go insane. Right, um, but I mean, but, like, but but like, I I totally agree with you that yeah, I like, should. I, like yeah. I've heard you over the last few months talk about this League of Extraordinary, and I do want to read it. Yeah, um, but there's something about the title, the subject matter, and the author. Yeah, um, that for some reason I want to read this as a hardback. I mean, like, like I see it, like on Hoopla and stuff, and yeah. I'm like, you know what? I want to read this. I want to get a like a book. I like, would, yeah, like I would book. not be surprised if now that it's ended, they put out like a really nice premium edition, yeah, um, right. because they're not. I'm, 
they're not that long. I think every no. every mini series is you know is pretty short. I right. mean, it wouldn't be that hard to to. I say that I'm not a publisher. I don't know. Right. But, um, I just glue some pages on a yeah. <laughs> really quickly before I forget um, to go back to your earlier question, Daniel, about what there is a, a fairly recent. I think only two books have come out. Recent series of novels by Theodora Goss. Uh, the first one's called *The Strange Case of the Alchemist's Daughter*, hmm. and it's a fun little pulpy read that takes this kind of same concept where all the main characters are the daughters or female relations of famous pulp characters. So the hmm. alchemist's daughter, in this case, is the unknown daughter of Doctor Jekyll, and okay. she meets up with other kind of female pulp characters from the same era. It's a fun read. Um, it's, it, I mean, it's you know, it's not high no, literature, it's but it's or... fun. No, it's it's a book, mm-hmm. and then um, it's a series now. And this series, and I think this is rather interestingly titled. The series is called The Extraordinary Adventures of the Athena Club, um, which sounds a lot like sounds League cool. of Extraordinary yeah. Gentlemen, right? Yeah. The other thing I didn't want to say is going to the question of the current team. Um, one of the interesting things, so they're all female in the current team. It's Mina, it's Orlando as a woman, and um, So it uh, is Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Smack. And uh, and a new member, Emma Peel, because they bring in, starting with the Black Dossie, they bring in the James Bond universe. Oh. And, and That's cool. so, yeah. some of the main characters in this last storyline are. But Emma was an Avenger. Was Avengers. So they bring in the Avengers. Not, not the, the Avengers. Not those Avengers. Not the ones you're the, the OG of, yeah. Avengers. Um, and they bring British. in. Which, What's really cool is, um, and, and again, I can't, I can't say this because it's going to spoil the book, but the way they handle James Bond yeah. in it and the way they handle all of James Bonded, Bonded's, oh boy. all of James, That's a different book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And all a different of, podcast. All of James Bond's <laughs> female James assistants Bond. yeah. is really interesting. Cool. It's very interesting. It's so cool. So the current team Except for Nemo, who is the son of Nemo's daughter. So Nemo's grandson. Yeah, yeah. All right? Except for him, the entire team is female. So it no longer is the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. It, you know, it's gentlewomen, if you will. So um, it's, 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 it's a great book. And, and I would say if they do release, they may need to do it as a digital. It'd be nice if it was a nice hardback. but Because it is pretty dense. We're talking hundreds of pages here. Right, cool. um, but if they did it, like I do plan to go back and just reread them all from the beginning. So, well, more any, so I want to say any final thoughts on this because it's a great stopping point. I could just stop and not have to cut anything out. Oh, yeah, okay. From Yeah, from the, the, from the league or... Oh, um... So you recommend it for sure. Like if you... I, if, well, I would say if you've been reading League... Yes, highly recommend. Yeah, see, I've it, only read the first two. Yeah, if okay. you've only read the first two, I, I hate to say it, you're you will be completely lost unless you read Black Dossier. Bla- at least Black Dossier. Um, the other, I, you could kind of get by because they do explain it, but one of the key events in this very very last issue relates back to something that happens in one of the decade books. Okay. Now they they do explain it. So if you're okay with just getting, you know, this sort of explanation and not having it 
come as the shock that it came for me and for the character. Yeah. Um, you could get by with without reading those. I would say though the decade books are quite fun. The Nemo books are a little. You could skip those. I would yeah. say if there's any title you're gonna skip, skip the Nemo. Maybe ones. we'll maybe we'll you'll, you can write a list of like yeah yeah I can do of, that. like Essential. in order. In order, yeah. yeah, yeah, like yeah. in order of like importance, like how far you want to. Right, to. right. Because so. I would even argue you could you could kind of skip the second league book. I'm not a huge fan as, as much as I love. I the, think that's probably why I stopped reading was yeah, the second yeah. one. Yeah, I would like cool. to say that in this this segment, um, Josh Rose and all of his um, thoughts are American. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm gonna stop recording there. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo. 